Yeah, oh, just really, really sad news. I mean, Michael Gadinsky only last year and then, of course, you yes. know, finding out overnight that uh, fame music manager and musician himself, Glenn Wheatley, and businessman, I can't mm. forget his radio mm. career, has died of complications from COVID-19 after contracting the virus over the Christmas period. Uh, he'd been in intensive care in Melbourne in, a, in hospital over recent weeks just before his death. And uh, well, we, we loved talking to Glenn. He was always such a really nice bloke and just instrumental in so many people's careers. Of course, he was in the Master's Apprentices when he was growing up here in Brizzy um, and took off to Melbourne. Uh, Turn up your radio because I love you. We'll play one of their songs in just a moment. But he soon turned his attention to producing and began working with Little River Band. Now, as their manager, it was him. He was the one that negotiated the deal with Capitol Records in Los Angeles that made them one of the biggest rock acts in the world in the 1970s. Mm. And I still remember the picture in the book of Glenn (laughs) on the bus. Because in those days, you didn't have electronic transfers of funds or anything like that. It was basically you paid cash at the door for a Mm -hmm. ticket. And there he was on the tour bus on their way to the next venue, the next town. And it would take him two hours to count the cash because... Little River Band were doing massive arenas. That's how famous they were. Peter Couples, who uh, Glenn managed at one stage, uh, was totally, he said, was totally responsible for Stylus being the first white band signed to Motown. Interesting. Oh, there you go. Wow. We are playing John Farnham's You're the Voice. This was a massive comeback for John Farnham and orchestrated a lot by uh, Glenn Wheatley. Very much so, very much so. I'll, I'll get to that in just a moment. But as as the manager of Little River Band, he negotiated the, the deal, as I mentioned. And uh, we spoke to Glenn Shorrick uh, a while back about uh, uh, Glenn and their friendship. You've had a lifelong friendship with Glenn Wheatley. Was there a strain put on that friendship when John Farnham, who he managed replaced you in LRB? Yes, I was an angry man. Glenn and I are are friends, you know, we've survived that time. But he admits in his own book that he made a mistake. He didn't side with me. He sided with Bertels and uh, Goebel. But, you know, that's life. That was an event in my life and uh, it hurt. But I'm the one still out there singing that great music. I don't see any other guys of, of LRB doing it. It's good to see they patched that up. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. Good. No, good friends now. And, and uh, of course, he went on to be John Farnham's best mate, but also a totally staunch uh, um, supporter of John. He could not believe that John just was not getting the hits. And he actually famously mortgaged his house to finance Whispering Jack. Wow. And I remember him talking about the meeting that they had, and there was Gaynor, uh, yeah. Glenn's wife there, and also Jill, John's wife, and they went and had dinner, and, and Glenn said, mate, I'm mortgaging my house. And John was like, mate, no, I won't let you do that because you could lose everything. I may It may fail. And then he said, we're doing it. I'm going to mortgage my house. And it went on to sell wow. 1.7 million <laughs> copies of that. And we spoke to uh, Glenn about... When John was making his uh, comeback tour of Brisbane. So I got a week in Brizzy. I'm going to be doing all sorts of nostalgic things. I can tell you right now. I was born and raised in Brisbane. I miss it terribly. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go back to the old Stafford State School and Evan Park oh, High School. Oh. And, you know, 
just walk around the old haunts that I used to do and just go, I was a little tacker when I used to do this. <laughs> were you inundated when uh, when people found out that John was going back into the studio? Were you inundated with people saying, hey, I've got a song, have a listen to this one, we think it's perfect, and have you chosen yeah, them Yeah, he was, because Troy Casadaly said about 50 songs. So. <laughs> Look, you know what, John made the mistake of on the Today Show saying, oh, I'm, I'm looking for songs. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, no, no. So no, how many no. did you get? Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. I can't listen to them all, so I, I basically send them all to the A&R department at Sony. We, we get them paired down to maybe 15 songs, and that's when John and I get involved, and um, we take the, the best out of them, and we go from there. Wheatley and Farnham, loose in Brisbane. It's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. <laughs> Lock up your mothers. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and also he found time to get into radio. You remember he, he co-founded uh, Melbourne rock radio station Eon FM. That was back in 1980. Yeah, and yeah. also, Not on air. Some... He was smart enough to own radio. <laughs> yeah, also uh, founded some uh, regional stations, owns, yeah. co-owned some regional stations. But um, the, the sad news with this is that his wife, Gaynor, they would have been celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary in July. Oh. Yeah, so our thoughts Very are with sad. Gaynor and his children, Tim, Samantha and Cara. Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4KQ.